Engaged and Inspired Podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Engaged and Inspired Podcast. Welcome to another great episode. I'm DJ Sam. And I'm Kia. So uh, I brought in one of my assistants, coordinators, master of all trades. And I recognize her too. Yeah. Her name is Heather. Hi, Heather. Might have seen her. Hi, Sam. Hi, Kia. (laughs) (laughs) She does tend to come to weddings. Typically, she does about the job of three people. That's why I tend to take her with me. Uh Sometimes more. Sometimes it's always more. good to have a person that can do yeah. the job of three. And I mean, she also goes and does her own weddings and things for us as well. But so how long have you been in this industry? Um, I've been in this industry for close to 30 years. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons I like her. Oh, you know a lot of stuff then. I do know a lot of stuff. Well, do you mind if we pick your brain this morning? Not at all. Okay. So one of the things is you originally started as a baker and then moved on to catering. Yes. And you're just an event person all around. Event person all around, food service all around, um, restaurant industry, catering, events, off-site pr- primarily. Um, never did the banquet thing. Um, I was introduced to off-site catering probably about 27 years ago, and that became my passion. Um, driving force. Yeah. Love doing off-site events. So now, as you can tell, she knows what she's talking about. Sure. Or at least we're hinting at that. So we, as we were driving in today, we were discussing different ways when um, couples come to us and they want to figure out ways that they could maybe cut a few corners, like on catering and right. that type of bill. Right. And there's things that Heather's going to share with us that you just do and don't do and shouldn't do, could do, all of it. Well, some of the things that I'm going to share are based on a lot of, just a lot of experience that I've had and what I see. And as a... As a um, somebody that's catered probably far many more weddings than I've ever attended, but <laughs> <laughs> I can say the ones that I've been in attendance on that the things, the big fails that have really happened that I try to always stress to my clients not to repeat. And what do you um, mean by that? Well, things on like the spending of money on things that aren't necessarily needed or required okay. um, there's things that you should put your money into and things that you shouldn't put your money into true especially if you're on a tight budget hey if money's not an object by all means have everything that you want but if there are restrictions in your budget then i think you need to really focus on big things especially when it comes to your food and your drink and your music yes so she that's really that where you, you want <laughs> well that's really where you want to put your focus people are always going to remember if they had enough to drink and really good food and good music to dance to they're never going to remember if they had a drink out of a plastic cup or if they had to eat off, or a, off of a plastic plate right. or if they had to get in line for a buffet or have their food you know, delivered to them. Right. They always remember the good times. They always remember the fun that they're having. But they also remember the things that go horribly wrong. Yes, but if they're having a good time. I did a wedding once where they were on the beach. It was at a VFW hall down in uh, Westbrook, and they paid more for me than they did any other service. As soon as they got married, the bride changed out of her dress and was in uh, shorts and sneakers, sandals, and she invited all her guests to change. It was not important that they had great table chair covers or uh, great steak. It, it, it was more important that they had great music. Yeah. 
Well, that's really what I'm trying to get at. Those are the things that people remember. So a couple incidences I can very clear, Kira and I were talking on the way here that I remember clearly were, um, I actually had somebody that had me review another caterer's invoice, um, a quote. Okay, yep. And I looked at it and I said, everything looks great. Pricing looks awesome. I said, I don't think there's enough staff to really pull this kind of event off. It was a plated meal. It was a plated meal outside under a tent. Like, so they didn't even have a full kitchen. Uh. So, and a full bar. So not a beer and wine bar, which is sometimes what works better outdoors. Um, So sure enough, I'm a guest at this wedding. There is a line around the corner Uh. for a bar for a drink, first drink. And the bartender actually has a broken hand. And there's only one bartender. One bartender, which is absolutely no. For somebody that plans staffing for events, I always hit the bar with at least two bartenders for at least the first round. So everybody gets a drink in their hand and everybody's having a good time. Nobody wants to wait. Right. Especially for that first drink. Especially for your first drink. Some people should wait for their third or fourth drink, but that's a whole different story. (laughs) And then doing a plated meal outside is also really risky if you don't have enough staff or the right equipment to make it happen. And sure enough, people were done with their meals, but while people were still waiting Um, for theirs and the food was cold. And honestly, I felt really bad for the bride and groom because I could hear all the guests talking about it. It was a beautiful venue. They spent thousands of dollars on this dream wedding and nobody cared that they could see a Monet. They cared that their food was cold. They couldn't get a drink. And those are the things. That like when remembered. you really think about it, yep. people really just want to have a good time. They're spending money. They're getting dressed up or maybe dressed down to go yep. out and have uh, fun. And they yep. good food, good drink, good music is so important to make those things happen. Because yeah, at the end of the day, nobody cares that your straws are pink and they match your flower color pink. Well, the, the bride and groom's name is on that straw. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love that part. Mm. <laughs> so it's so much they, fun. They don't. And the, really, it's the food, good food. Access to the good food, too. And access to it and making sure there's plenty of it and have it plentiful. And there's enough for people to get to being passed or otherwise stations. And but also being clever about how that's being set up, too, because you're okay to stand in a line to get your food. You can chat with people. Right. But if you're standing in like a tiny, tiny little space and you can't really move and you're bumping into tables, that's poor planning. Yes. Because you're not like able to get to the food with ease without your butt being in some guest who's sitting trying to eat. Face. Right. So what you're really saying is that uh, as far as the caterer goes, you have to make sure that you have enough staff to staff the entire event. And how do you go about figuring that out? Yeah, if you don't know what you're doing. Well, well if you don't know what you're doing, you probably <laughs> you're shouldn't trouble. be in this industry. Yeah. It's based on the meal and how many people and how you're going to do it. A plated meal requires more staff than a buffet. Yep. So I've had couples come to me and ask, well, what's the cost of this meal? Per person. Per person. I said, well, for the food, whether I plate it or whether I put it on a buffet, is going to be the same. Where the expense changes is how many people I need to have on hand to properly execute a plated meal. But this is our question. So if you're a couple and you're looking at the contract and you're reviewing it not knowing and they haven't decided to work with a really great planning company like ours, just a little plug, how would you know that they have enough staff if you're planning like a plated meal? 100 guests. There's 100 100 guests. for plated, well, it's the staff, your kitchen. I mean, there's a lot of pieces. So it depends on what the meal is, what's going to be required in the kitchen. You're going to need a chef and probably at least two or three other people in the kitchen just to get meals plated consistently, beautifully, look look good, and get out of the kitchen. Then you need runners to get to the table. So 100 guests, let's say, what do we have, eight tables? Let's just do 10 tables. Let's keep it even. (laughs) 10 tables 
I'd want 10 staff. One, I want that food out of the kitchen and on the table. All right. That's what I want. And That's what's the least amount of staff that you would put out in that way? Could you have a person doing I do, like... I would do half that. Then First two. of all, you would need maybe two people in the kitchen putting mm-hmm. hotel pans or platters together to put at a buffet. Okay. And you'd need probably five if you have real plates. Because real plates so, means you have to wipe them down, clear them. Oh, you need somebody in the I back see. restacking those if they've been rented, which in this situation so the, you would be. Those are people you're not going to see. No. No, are they going to okay. be the people that you see coming out and clearing? So they're going to be humping their trays back there and cleaning and washing um, and, and some of those people can do two jobs Absolutely, at once. Absolutely, you do. Ah, okay, but, okay. But part of it is that main first part where everybody's being seated and they're getting their food, which is where everybody wants to eat. Right. That's the important part. So, like I said, five people, and that's generous. How many people you need working in the buffet? Well, you could you get away with five people serving two tables? As we can see, her start to twitch. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it, but she wouldn't do it. I mean, you don't need to have all 10 people there for the entire run of the event, but in order to get your guests taken care of appropriately, I think you need to think about... Especially if you're spending a lot of money on that food. Absolutely. So, like, if you're having a surf and turf, if if your turf has decided to be cold and you're... And the surf part mm-hmm. of it is like overcooked because it's been sitting underneath and overheating, then it's sort of ruined. The okay. reality of it is, is that people don't want to sit waiting at a table. Most of the time you spend all this time trying to figure out who's going to sit with who. And there's several tables of people that are mismatched. You didn't put, a, you know, they, they're <laughs> right. the leftovers and you're sitting there uncomfortably waiting and you're probably at the high end number, so you're gonna be one of the last tables to get served anyway. Right. And this is just uncomfortable. It's awkward for your guests to be sitting there waiting while we're all watching right. everybody else eat. So the thought is let's get everybody their food as quickly as they can because it avoids that awkward Plus you're just happier. It's happier. People really enjoy mingling. If you really watch and think about yourself as yep. a guest, I love to mingle. I wanna work the room. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, but as a guest, I, prefer, I actually prefer to work an event, not be a guest <laughs> at an event. But that's the truth. I don't want to be forced to have to sit with people that I'm not comfortable talking with or a family member that you haven't seen in a million years and don't want to be sitting with. <laughs> right. Um, having the buffet or, or stations or things like that give people the opportunity to get up. Even if you have to do the assigned seating. You, you should always up. do the assigned seating. You can get up <laughs> and you can mingle and you can go get another bite to eat. You can go, you know, without having to sit there waiting to make sure that the salmon comes to you. Plus, you know, I'm a salmon. But then also, if you do all of that, you can quicker move into the fun stuff. Like I know Sam, a lot right, of times right. when we're talking to couples and they're like, I feel like I don't have enough time, time. to do things. Yep. And it, they really do have enough time to do everything in five and a half hours. But... If you did get all of your tables pretty quickly fed without the feeling of you have to rush, it's just that everybody's being able to eat together, we can move closer into like dancing time and opening up the dance floor and going crazy all night. Right. So I've seen that some catering facilities that they have five people bring two plates each and they just dump it on the uh, on the table. They don't dump it. <laughs> Just throw they the food place down. it on the table all together. Does that make it quicker or slower, or it doesn't really? You make mean a like difference? a family style? No, 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 no. I mean, there are five waiters, and mm-hmm. they they both come with the the meals, okay, and they serve everyone at the table at the same time, as opposed to serving one at a time. Gotcha. Right, that would make it faster, but you still have to go through all the tables. So depending on how many tables you have, 
you can have those same five people going back in and then doing one table at a time where you can take trays of food or two people to each table and come and out and kind of so it, it doesn't make a difference really it that. doesn't it, it doesn't you just need to have enough people to make it happen okay <laughs> however okay. you want to do it whatever okay. makes you comfortable so it doesn't some matter people don't like to use trays some people prefer to carry the right. food out by hand some exactly. people like to have the don't you know, however you want to do it okay the, but you the have to have this to conversation sure that you have to have the conversation you need to know what kind of food you're having what the um the menu is how it's gonna be served travel you know how long can stuff sit in the kitchen while you're getting stuff out there's a lot of right lot because of the, the meat has got to be cooked and then it just sits there waiting for the, either the guests to arrive or the toasts to finish the toast to finish which yeah. is what i hate but but no matter what you can't or you shouldn't overcook the food that's yeah. the that's the worst case scenario. You don't want it overcooked, nor do you want it cold when it gets ah, to your yes. table. Right. And that's yeah. So these are just useful tips that I appreciate you sharing with us. Okay. I'm sure you'll be a guest again. Or maybe not. She might never come back. Well, we'll drag her in no matter what. Yeah, that's true. That works for me. <laughs> so do uh we'll be back. Be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. Meadowbrook Estate is the hidden gem of Connecticut. Located in Marlboro, Connecticut, we offer a one-of-a-kind wedding experience. With lodging for up to 30 guests, choose from our indoor or outdoor gated wedding package. This luxury venue is versatile and still fits within your style and budget. Visit us at MeadowbrookEstateCT.com. Patterson Family Chocolates, your online chocolate store. PattersonFamilyChocolates.com or 860-215-134. Our secret family chocolate recipe of dark and milk chocolates are crafted to the Epicurean quality of European-style handmade gourmet truffles. Check out our new Caramel Carousel, 100% caramels of sea salt and regular assorted dark milk and white truffles. Patterson Family Chocolates provides a personal touch for your personal and business gifts, customizing packaging for your family and business. Patterson Family Chocolates. Call us today, 860-215-1349. Or online at pattersonfamilychocolates.com. You are listening to DJ Sam and Kia on the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. I'm Gary Baker from the Spa at Norwich Inn. Please check us out at the spa at norwichinn.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Be Engaged and Inspired podcasts. It's free from iTunes and Google Podcasts. When your wedding entertainment has to have amazing music, be fun, organized, and professional, your choice has to be Atmosphere Productions, DJs, live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booths, as seen on the TLCT. TV series Four Weddings, winner of the Wedding Wire Couples Choice Award and DJ Times DJ of the Month. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com. That's www.atmosphere-productions.com. Are you looking for a wedding experience like no other in Connecticut? The Inn at Mount Pleasant, situated in Torrington, is the perfect New England setting. Their historic barn and classic bed and breakfast provides you with a full wedding weekend. Custom farm tables, bistro lighting, chandelier and fire pits are just a few amenities. Find us at engagedct.com. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Now back to Be Engaged and Inspired with your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Welcome back. 
I'm Kia. And I'm DJ Sam. We are back and we have a couple of guests. We we, we stayed on the road and um, well, we went on the road and then we decided to swing by the spa at Norwich Inn and see our friends, Gary and Michelle. Hello there. Hello. And they're back and they're in good voice too. They are. <laughs> and so as we were sort of traveling, Sam and I were discussing different crazy things that we've seen happen and one of our favorite things to share is wedding mishaps. And we love wedding <laughs> mishaps. Love them. Everybody has We don't has love them when they happen. No, 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 no. <laughs> but as you've said before, it's a cautionary tale that yes. we're telling. So that It's educational. You absolutely. learn something. And you have a laugh at the same time. Yes. Because if you can't laugh about it, after then why, why bother yes it's a little <laughs> sad so i'm sure you guys have seen something in all of your years of of being in this industry yes anything to share gary it looks like you're ready well there, there are a couple of things that come to mind one a a former place where where i worked on on weddings um uh, two things that i can think of one it was uh, originally there was a tent a tented area and it was on the grass we eventually put in a stamped concrete slab but even when the sides were down, if it decided to rain, uh, there was no backup. There was no ballroom. There was no other place to go. So there were several times where you would see the uh, entire place, uh, no shoes, no socks, uh, you know, pants rolled up to the knees as people were slipping and sliding in mud, essentially. So the water didn't just go off the tent. It went into the tent. It did. It did. <laughs> It did, uh, and uh, it made for some. And I will tell you this: some of those weddings were the best. People just oh. had an absolute because they remember it. Those are the best they weddings. Did. They but did. it's not fun if you're the person who slips off and falls no. into anything. <clears throat> exactly. Well, one of the nice things here um, at the spot in Norwich Inn is that you do have outside spaces, covered outside spaces, and indoor backup. Correct. We do. We, we do. Do you guests don't have to? roll up their pant legs no, it, <laughs> no. unless they want to yes. correct in fact we we had a wedding recently where the cocktail reception was going to be in the courtyard mm -hmm. and uh, we had had extensive conversations with the bride uh, her parents the, the groom and uh, we were watching the weather right up until that yes. day they begged and pleaded whatever you can do we want to be outside we literally called channel three weather about uh, 15 minutes before we had to make a final determination about inside outside mm -hmm. and they said uh, can i help you and i said i am setting up for a wedding <laughs> right now and it's outdoors should we stay outdoors or do we need to go with our backup plan and he said to me hold on came back about three minutes later and he wow. said go with your backup plan uh, i said you're absolutely sure he said we are positive wow. and to his credit, credit probably about uh 40 minutes later as we would have been in the throes of setting up wow. it started to downpour oh. i will tell you i had never prayed for rain so much in my life once we decided <laughs> to make that call because it's a hard decision it's hard. when you have to make it yes because yeah. you're breaking somebody's thought and the thing is is like sometimes we'll have brides who will say oh a little mist is one thing like it's okay but they don't understand that that might not be okay for your guests correct right. and we are always typically the ones who get yelled at by guests if, if they've yes. gotten wet yes because they don't understand that we didn't make that decision or the dj with his equipment oh you're always such yeah. a baby over your equipment <laughs> the electricity just like, yeah well yes. yeah just a, it doesn't matter you're not the most important thing sam no, on that day apparently not <laughs> 
But, you know, it is one of those things where we as professionals do have to pay attention to the weather. We have to make sure. And this is why you always have a backup plan and probably a secondary backup plan. Yes. Just in case the grounds are wet, but it's not going to rain. Right. You still might not want to be outside. Especially late in the season. The sun's not as strong. Mm. Takes a while for that to dry up. And you you had a little story for us that you wanted to tell us. Oh, uh, you know, this was years ago. This was at a different venue. It wasn't here, but uh, (laughs) the disclaimer right up front. It was, uh, yeah. It was, you know, one of those weddings where you know, open bars got a little out of hand. You know, a little too much drinking, too little too much drinking. Uh, Cake cutting ceremony got interesting. You know, the bride always feeds the groom first, which is, you know, really unfair. But uh, so she goes first and gets a little on his nose, you know, cute. He didn't like that at all. He was, I think he was embarrassed. So he, he took the back of her head. (laughs) Yes. And pushed her with right into the cake. Right into the cake. Right into the cake. I hate cake swishing. Went all over the floor. (gasps) All of um, this was a five-tiered cake, oh, and it was chocolate. No. And this poor girl had chocolate cake and frosting all over her face, her neck, down oh. her dress. The annulment was 24 hours later, so yeah, it was yeah. uh, very quick. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the band <laughs> was playing and stopped playing at that point. Oh, no, they should have playing. Keep playing. Silence. I don't know why they do that. She screamed out a very vulgar name to him, <laughs> and she went running out of the room. <gasps> It was very, it was very awkward. So when you're having this decision about whether or not to smush a little cake into each other's face, I always say no as a wedding planner because if you understood how much just went in time and financials Mm -hmm. into making sure that hair was in the right place, makeup was done. All of your photos, all of your photos after that are ruined. Right, of course. Right. Of course. So if you want everybody's wanted, dessert was on the floor. Yes, I'm well. They could we have had to go. Eaten it. We had to go scrambling <laughs> to find dessert for everybody. So oh. we found like cookies and brownies and things like that in the kitchen that we did plates up and put those out on the table. Yes. Yeah, so it was awful. That is your wedding tip it, Wednesday. Oh. Grooms, brides, couples. Yes. Do not smush cake no. in each other's face. Yes. That tradition is a bygone era. Do not under any and circumstances. If you're gonna do, that. do something like the little dab on the nose, this is one of these things where this is a great part of um, marriage and communication. Yes. Have that conversation beforehand. Exactly. Know that it's coming and say, Look, sweetie, dear Honey, pumpkin, whatever you want to say. Let's have some fun with it. Let's have a little fun. Yes. I'm going to get your nose. I'm going to get your lip. Or I'm going to, you know, whatever. And do not listen to the crowd yelling. No. Shove it in her face. Shove it (laughs) in her face. No, because the crowd has actually had probably more access to the open bar than you have because you've been taking photos and doing other things. And they don't know what they're doing anyway. No. And, And you also have to get in a car and in a plane and go to a private hotel and some beautiful resort and you should be speaking to each other. So just... Gonna put that out there. <laughs> Enough they said. did not get on the limo together in the morning oh, to okay. go to the airport. Uh, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. It was separate. I believe that I'm sure. Yep. I believe that. I mean, and that dress is ruined too. So if you have to figure out how uh, cleaning a dress and preserving a dress is a few hundred dollars and getting chocolate out of a dress. This is how a mishap leads to a divorce. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it can. I mean, it's just it's a rough way to start, I guess. It was. Yes. And and it's one of those things that you know that at every family gathering and every holiday and it will friending, be mentioned. It will be you mentioned. Know, this must have happened. 18, 19 years ago. And you still remember. And when you asked me about a wedding mishap, it's yeah. the first one that came yeah. to my head. <laughs> yeah. Because you're really, you know, it and can it happen. Was, it was 18, 19, it had to be 18, 19 years ago. It was a long time ago. I mean, I've seen kids like stick their finger in the cake. Mm-hmm. 
I've had cakes arrive that are a little smushy on one side and we have to tilt it. I've been outside and seen a cake sort of start to melt and been like, hey, we might want to cut the cake a little sooner. Thanks, Sam. Please play the song now. Because you just, you don't know what else to do and you don't want it to fall on the floor. Sure. Especially if you're at a place that doesn't have cookies and brownies in the back. Yes. Uh, Going back to Gary's uh, uh, tent incident, I had a backyard wedding in, um, I don't remember what town, Uh, but huge tent next to the pool. And I think it was in September, maybe five or six years ago when a hurricane was coming through and it was supposed to pass us but you know you have the the swirl of the rain uh come and we had to set up in the tent lighting the dj equipment and by the time we got there it was already mud so the dance floor was wet and and uh, to your point they had the greatest time yes bride and groom jumped in the pool after they got married and they walked around with their wet clothes for the rest of the the time because everybody was wet by that right. time there's nothing you can do nothing what would you do, do about your precious equipment oh it was secured we had, <laughs> we had the only dry spot in the whole tent <laughs> i've had to have a wedding like that where we were on the beach and it had flooded the morning so everything was soaking wet. So we ended up taking um, eight-foot tables, like the rectangle ones, and dropping them to the ground so that the DJ could be on top of them mm-hmm. So they because they couldn't be in the wet sand, and wow. there wasn't any right. other way to do it. The yes. other option was to put them on the dance floor, and yeah, the, that would have been dangerous. We had pallets. They had two pallets stacked up on each other, and then they threw some carpet down on top of it, and we were happy. Totally works. Well, like we said, one of the nice things here is that we do at the spot uh, Norgen, we do have a backup plan. Yes. And an extra backup plan. We have covered spaces, outdoor spaces. And how can people find you again? Uh, they can find us on the web at uh, the spa at norwichin.com. Awesome. And so thank you so much for joining us. Any like last tip beside the don't shove your face in cake? No, you can actually go to my website and get eight questions you must ask a wedding vendor before you book them. Go to our website, all the w's.atmosphere-productions.com. Wait for the drop down menu and then click the button and we'll give you the free report free. Does that make sense? It does make sense. But how many seconds does that take, Sam? Uh, about two seconds okay good just checking remember that you can download us for free off of itunes and google play join us again next week because we'll we'll still be here i will i probably will too thank you the engaged and inspired podcast is copyright and produced by atmosphere productions in association with engage connecticut (laughs) 